Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadakat, and Tom Stewart. My monkey man O'Brien. Wait. Monkey man and O'Brien special. Yeah. And then this one is monkey man and O'Brien one of three. One of three. And that's the three of them. So that's what I've got. Those two. Yeah. He should have kept with that. That could have been his series he became known for. Yeah. Who was that? Like Arthur Adams. Oh. Adams. Right. 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 Oh, you didn't. Have we... Um... How old is Arthur Adams? Is he in his 60s? I don't know. He's been going since the, what, mid-80s? Yeah. Well, we'll never know. <laughs> no way to know. I hope, he, I hope he sort of changes his mind and he, he gets to doing some more monkey man. <laughs> and O'Brien. I think he probably gets paid more money to draw one big picture of Godzilla than, than you know, spending a year doing a Monkey Man and O'Brien issue. 57. Ah. Uh, oh, the Tom Strong. Is he the Tom Strong artist? No? Am I wrong? Did, I don't really know Arthur Adams. Oh, he did long shot. Hmm. He must have just done like a load of stuff that I've n- just not got round to reading yet, to be honest. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just not one I've I've managed to get around to. Do you do any Star Wars stuff by any chance? Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe I might I might know the Star Wars stuff. At a push, I might know the Star Wars stuff. I only think of the one he did for the big Star Wars comics hard cover book. He was a big pinup kid in that. It's a bit for some odd reason. It's just it's the only thing that's kind of coming to mind that I can think of. If... He did a bunch of X Men annuals in the in the late eighties. He was a real fan favorite, uh, but he's just dead slow, so right. he was never able to really commit to any big series for a long time. Yeah. So he got into drawing. He, he did the Godzilla stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. So he self-taught as well. See, so it's all stuff that I wouldn't really read. I mean, like I, I've already said before, I never really read X Men. I'm not really yeah. massively into Godzilla or anything, so it's not mm. stuff I would have seen. And I've never read Longshot. As much as as much as it's uh, Longshot's, I'm not getting that mixed up. I mean, that's Nishenti, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as much as it's her, I, I still haven't... It's not something I've got around to. It's not a series I've got around to yet. It's funny how people like that can just pass you by. You know, they're relatively big names, but you just... Yeah. They just never end up on your radar somehow. Aha! I found it. I was looking for another one. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, I, oh. 
art and creature features. And that has uh, all the stories. There's uh, one with Godzilla, or a couple with Godzilla, one with the creature from the Black Lagoon, mm. which is actually quite nice. Did anyone see the joke in Private Eye a few years back where they had the lookalikes and it was the creature from the Black Lagoon and Sean Connery? <laughs> Is it time for Nando to give our equivalent of that big drummer smashing the gong? <laughs> you know her some pictures. So, Dark Horse Comics! Oh, and one other thing. No, I'm kidding. Back <laughs> off! <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> 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 right, let's do it. Okay, Alan Moore, Jack Kirby, <laughs> Star Wars, Secret Wars, Star Trek, Big Barda, uh, and what else? The Hulk, Mr. Um, Miracle, <laughs> Mr. Miracle, <laughs> Swamp Thing, yes, <laughs> the 18, Colombo, <laughs> Dirk Benedict, <laughs> Dirk Benedict, Mike. No, it doesn't ring a bell. What? <laughs> you say all the time. <laughs> and the time they are waiting, and he doesn't say it. Honestly, I know. Uh, yeah, so I didn't actually have any in my um, in my back catalogue. It turns out I actually sold a lot of my um, my uh, dark horse stuff because it was all licensed stuff. It was all Buffy stuff. Um, so it, it was, I think it was all, yeah, it was all like Buffy and Angel and all my alien stuff I gave to my pal and stuff because it was all, it was all licensed, all this the dark horse stuff that I had, and yet they've got a lot of original titles. It isn't until you're actually going through their catalogue that you're like, holy crap! But I am, um, I mainly wanted to speak about them because they don't really get talked about that much these days, and with everything that's been going on with them, like they lost Alien, I think they lost Yuzagi Yujimbo not that long ago. Um, I think Army of Darkness went over to like Dynamite or Boom or something like that as well. Like there's lo- there's loads of stuff that's just went from them to other publishers, and yet they're still going. Like there's no there's no signs of them stopping, no signs of them slowing. There's not been anything. I mean, there's all these other publishers are falling apart at the knees, and uh, the big two are even struggling to keep actual comics on the go, and yet Dark Horse seem to just be plodding on. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they've still got Karen Berger within their wings. They've still got Anna Chenty writing for them and everything. Uh, I think Berger Books is still a thing in general, and it's you know, I think for that kind of resilience for a, a, a comic company, I think it's worth speaking about them. You know what I mean? They are um, living up to their name, though. Yeah, it's, yeah, total dark horses. Yeah, <laughs> But they were one of the first companies I ever knew about. Uh when I was when I was getting into that sort of, that thing of, um, like knowing who did them, not not just looking and being like, oh, it's Batman, oh, it's Spider Man, and not really going like, oh, it's DC, oh, it's Marvel, or stuff like that. I think Dark Dark Horse was one of the ones that I spoke about a lot when I was younger, especially. I think they had a lot of licensed titles that came out, especially in like the nineties, especially with like Buffy and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, 90s, 2000s um, so they were quite big amongst teenagers and 
uh, sort of preteens and young adults and stuff like that. You know, they were they were sort of a big a bigger company, a bigger sort of known name then. But yeah, they've got loads of stuff, loads of stuff. I couldn't like it wasn't until I was actually looking through the list, the titles, that I was like, holy shit, they've got a lot. Like obviously Hellboys from them, all the Alien mm-hmm. stuff, uh, American Splendor. There's Axe Cop. Does, is it not Black Sad put, is put out by Dark Horse as well? Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. If I remember rightly. Hey, God, oh God. They did, they did lots of manga as well. Um, was they did Akira, Ghost yeah. in the Shell, Oh My Goddess. Yep. Uh, they did lots of manga at the time. Concrete. As you said, they did lots of licensed stuff like Aliens, Predator, yep. Terminator. Star Wars, because mm-hmm. they picked up Star Wars when Marvel left. Yeah. And they had the Star Wars for years. They did the same with Conan. Yep. Conan the Barbarian, when Marvel lost the rights, then Dark Horse got the rights to Conan the Barbarian, and they reprint and they did new stuff. Um, mostly, Kurt uh, Busiek was the writer, and he did a really good job, uh, actually. Uh, yep. Yeah, you are. Um, but they also got lots of uh, artists and well known artists, and they did. Their stuff there because they knew they could keep their rights. Yeah. Like my Mignola did Hellboy and John Byrne went there and uh, helped my Mignola with Seeds of Destruction, the first one. And yes. then he did Next Next Men and did all their bits and bobs. Arthur Adams did uh, Monkey Man O'Brien. Frank Miller did 300, Sin City. Yep. Uh, Give Concrete. me Liberty, Dave Gibbons. Con- Concrete was over there as well, wasn't it? With Paul Chadwick, yeah, uh, the mask, the mask. Uh, Osage Jojimbo did he did? I think because I believe he went from Fantagraphics to Dark Horse to IDW. Yes, it's been moved around since Sakai, but yeah. Dark Horse has printed some. Uh, I mean, the list is huge. I think. A lot of this is thanks to Mike Richardson and the way that he as the the big boss of Dark Horse. He's been, he knows, because he comes from a comic book shop, and right. he knows, well, as far as I'm aware, he had a comic book shop, and then from there, you know, has developed into their own, knowing, having contacts, going to conventions, creating the publisher, etc. So he's done, he has the knowledge in the industry, and that's a lot of contacts. Right. So, yeah, my person is, he is there. Sorry, what was that? No, there's an echo. Oh, You're sorry. Right. But yeah, Mike Richardson, I think he is the, he's certainly the big boss of Dark Horse, but he's been working all the time. <laughs> and even at the time when Dark Horse lost, for example, a Star Wars license against to Marvel, it went to Marvel, then yeah. we thought, oh, well, that's a big chunk, that's a big license gone. But you have to remember that Dark Horse did Tarzan, mm-hmm. did Indiana Jones comics, Buffy, um, I mean, they they always pick up other things. Did um, I, I I could be getting this totally wrong, but did did Dark Horse put out Nexus? Uh, it could be. Just, I believe Nexus was originally first comics. Right. First that I remember. Yeah. Ne- it's your was uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, they did. Also, Mike Aldred work 
and did a stab with that horse. Yes. Uh, uh, sorry, that was going to really that was going to really bug me. Yeah, they did Nexus and a couple of sort of offshoot Nexus stories. But they did yeah. ne- Nexus from June ninety sixth to October two thousand nine. Jeez. Well, they, he did Nexus quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he always had contacts with lots of artists and creators, and and because they they have respected the rights, you know, they they managed to get mm. really quality comics. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so that's the... Yeah, I think Dark Horse, to me, is, is, is really important the way that they... They might not be Marvel or DC, but to be honest, it's the quality and it's what they... But yeah, they're... Uh, do you know, I just, I just don't think they get enough credit because the the they kind of get forgotten a lot of the time and I think it's because they're just quite steady and they just keep putting stuff out that it's easy enough just to forget that they're there because they just kind of yeah because they just keep putting out they don't they don't really bother as much it's not like they're not like some of the other ones where they're shouting about it from the oh look at this next massive tie-in that we've got blah blah blah. you know they're they're not going absolutely mad they're just saying nope here's the next title and here's the next title and here's the next title and here's you know it's just it's just steady and like I say, uh, like you said there, but, but the, even when they lost, like Star Wars the event, they just they just kept going, like, they just kept putting yeah. stuff out. There was no like uh, there was no like, oh, and here's the massive statement from Dark Horse about how this is going to be a huge blow to their business. Nope, just kept going, kept putting stuff out, <laughs> and maybe it is like you say because Mike Richardson came from. Well, as, as far as as far as you know as well, he came from. Uh, from uh, comic shops, he maybe just knows well, that. I, I had a comic shop. I, I believe that's when he started, and from there he, because he started to have contacts in the industry and and new people anyway. Mm. And I believe so. I, I'm no hundred percent sure, but that's that's what I thought he came from the, the yeah. background. Some. Uh, uh, and... On you go, but sorry. No, no, say say. Uh, I was just going to say some some absolutely massive names that he's he's brought in as well. I mean, if if Karen Berger is still there and still cracking on yes. as well, then there must be some amount of the potential. Third, uh, the third issue of the seats is finally happen. Ah. hopefully at the end of the summer, and they'll put the three issues together in a trade. Mm. Hopefully by the end of the year. That's why I'm. That's, that's literally what I'm waiting on. I heard. Um, I heard Nachenti mention that in an interview recently. Um, that they were doing that. Did you? Did you listen to that as well, Dave? Yeah, I thought there had been an announcement about that coming out. The seeds. Oh, was it? I thought there was even a date for it. Oh, okay. Might be wrong, but it's on the cards anyway. Yeah. 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 It's good. Definitely. So um, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a, I, I don't have a collection myself. For, but I've, I've kind of remedied that today. Um, somebody recently kindly gifted me a, a, a gift card for Amazon. So I uh, took the opportunity to get myself uh, Black Sad the collection. Um, Mon ami. Yeah, so well the, done. New, the new collection's on its way. Um, so well, I managed to get that. So that, that, the massive, 
Is that a big omnibus with yes. all the books? Yes. So do you Good know what? Job. Do you know what? it was? It was just over twenty quid. It was twenty four ninety nine. That's that's a very good price. Yeah. For all of them. For all of them, yeah. That is very good price. Yep, all of them. So next... that ebooks altogether. No, that's five. Five. Yeah. Books. <laughs> five of those black sad, beautifully painted books altogether. Um, and that's uh, that's winging its way here tomorrow. The bargain. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I've got quite a lot digitally. I've got a number of them digitally. I've got I've got the mask and a couple of Hellboys and stuff digitally. But they did a thing at the start of lockdown as well, which they've still done just now. They put a lot of their titles up for free on Comixology. Now, volumes. Yeah. I'm not talking issues. I'm talking they put up volumes on Comixology, and they're still up now. Um, but there was loads of stuff up, and they do sales quite a lot as well, um, which works a lot in their favour as well. Uh, but there, there's some great stuff. Um Beast of Burden with Evan Dorkin as well. I grabbed grabbed that. Um, that's quite good. I've only just started reading that, but any excuse to read anything about dogs going on adventures, dogs and cats uh, <laughs> going on supernatural adventures with each other. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, it's great. It's amazingly written, but the artwork in it's gorgeous. They've really captured each of the kind of breeds of dogs and the, and the the sort of street cats and stuff that are going about as well. It's really good. It's nice. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other off the top of my head. Um. Oh no! I, I, it was uh, flaming carrot. Yes, yes. It's all burden. Yeah. I always loved that. Mentioned the goon. Oh, yeah. I guess when they got Star Wars, that was a no-brainer for me. I was going to. I mean, I was buying the Star Wars comics, and then it just happened to be that stopped being Marvel and went to being Dark Horse. So, bought lots of them. Mm. And they did the aliens ones and all that, didn't they? Predator and Buffy, as you said. Yep. The. Uh... Uh, it's not very cheery, but I feel like I have to mention it. But Dark Horse are sort of ruining their own rep lately because they seem to have all these, you know, fucking bastards working for them. You know. Ah, but uh, they're not. They're not cutting ties with all of them like instantaneously. Well, it's been going on for years. So ah, it's maybe reached a new level of something or other. But and, the, and there's some other stories even more recently about some people that work there. You know, if they're it's true, it's just fucking terrible. Right. So, what I, what I feel is with Dark Horse is that's becoming a part of the story now with Dark Horse, in my mind. Uh. And, you know, you know, it's awful. Anyway, I, could, I felt remiss if I didn't mention it. No, that's... Might... Do you know, I didn't, I didn't actually realise that it was all tied with Dark Horse. Uh, well, two of those. Two, two people I think of that I'm aware of. Yeah, Dark Horse, with their, with their Star Wars titles in the 90s. I guess it was a big blow when they lost. They seemed to lose a load of the licenses in quite a short period of time. Recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah recently, probably in the last, you know, it's like 10 years or so. Oh, no, I thought you meant I thought you meant really recently when they lost, like, Aliens and Usagi oh. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. That was all within, like, a sort of six to nine month period was 
it was yeah, it was literally it was literally from like the end of last year to this year they've uh-huh. kind of lost a lot of different licenses i want to say i don't think it was buffy but it's something like that has went over somewhere else has went over like idw or something as well something along those lines um but yeah like evil dead went over to uh, dynamite i think it is it's either dynamite or boom dynamite uh, so e- evil dead went over to dynamite um uh, what do you call it um Usagi's went over to IDW and uh, Aliens has now been bought over by Marvel. And that's just three and they were all within the last, well from what I remember anyway, they were all from the last uh, I don't know, say nine to six months or whatever, something like that. What are uh, Dark Horse doing nowadays then? I've not looked at previews for a few years. They used to almost have a big section in the previews catalog. There was like loads of pages. Um, section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's in it? They went back to create their own stuff more. Uh, oh, I'm not entirely sure. I know that the I know that they've got um, obviously they've got the the, the massive Umbrella Academy. Obviously, it's got they've they've got because they've got Dark Horse Entertainment as well, so they've got like television and film rights and stuff that's going on as well. Uh, I think there's meant to be a redoing of the Mask coming as well, um, but they kind of they're not like Marvel in that sense. That I think they kind of lump that in with the whole company. It's not like a separate entity. It's all one. It's all Dark Horse kind of thing. It's not like there's Marvel's cinematic side and. Marvel's comic side, it's like they're they're all the same kind of team. They still use the same writers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Dark Horse is much a smaller size than Marvel or DC as a company, and the amount of people they employ is is a much smaller production. But that's what has allowed them also to be more flexible and survive these decades and and be there and and actually provide good quality comics. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I did see quite recently Paul Chadwick put uh, on Twitter or Facebook or something like a panel. He's doing a new concrete comic. First one for bloody years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought no, that's good. Um, so maybe that'll be Dark Horse. Anyway, I'll get it no matter what company it is. It's yeah, because Paul Chadwick working, is still working for Dark Horse. Jeff Dar is still doing. What's, what's that one? The Ninja Cowboy. Yeah, the Shaolin Cowboy, yeah. Yeah, Shaolin Cowboy. That Was that yeah, through Dark Horse as well? That's that. It was. Yeah, it wasn't at first. And then it went to Dark Horse. So, right. And, well, Hellboy is still there. The Umbrella Academy. And, and again, and I'm pretty sure they're still doing manga stuff. St- they've still got shitloads of... Um... Licensed titles. It's just a lot of them are like video games and stuff like that. Video games as well. They do quite a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, put it this put it this way. I'm on the I'm on the the dark. I've went on to the Dark Horse uh, website just now just to have a look at their sort of up and coming titles. And there's Dragon Age. There's that other. Um, there's that other Gerard Way comic as well. Uh, the Killjoys thing. The Killjoys, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
There's an anime adaption. I mean, there's loads of stuff. There's God of War from from the PlayStation game. Uh, Return of the Wizard King. Black Hammer. That's another one. Black Hammer. Um, yep. That's Jeff Lemire, isn't it? Jeff Lemire. Uh, oh, they've got... Oh, that's interesting. Disney Pixar. They've got Disney Pixar titles. Incredibles 2, Disney Pixar. You would have thought that would have been put out by Marvel, wouldn't you? That's odd. Uh, the... It's like IDW does uh, Marvel comics for kids, you know, for the younger generation. And and it's IDW who prints them. Yeah. And make, and it's not Marvel. Because yeah, they've got another one here as well, Disney Princesses. Uh, yeah. Plants vs. Zombies, that's another one. Oh, Avatar, the Last Airbender comics. There's a lot of uh, original titles as well. Space Boy. Oh, another guy I look like. Aye. <laughs> Space Boy, Mob, Psycho. Um, yeah, there's quite a few things. Monkey stuff goes to that course as well. Does it? Yeah. Uh, that's worth Oh, they do the Stranger Things stuff as well they're doing art books so they've done like for the newest game that just came out in the playstation cyberpunk oh they do harrow county county as well uh yeah there's a there's a lot of lot of things here yeah and like i say the the black side one only came out in the last month the the complete collection oh they do bandit as well uh, been, uh, if I remember rightly, is Bandit not that the same person that did uh, Banana Sundays or something like that? Oh, is it? I think Colleen so. Hoover. Uh, let me just double check. Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Artist Colleen Coover, writer Paul Tobin. Bandit. That was in uh, that that first cropped up on our radar in uh, the Eisners, two thousand sixteen. That was when you were speaking about. Remember Banana Sundays? That's right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, number of number of things. So they're still, like I say, still cracking on. They're cracking on, yeah. Yeah. Can I just mention some of my favorites? Yes. Because go for it, dude. It's gonna. I'm gonna mention just a couple of things. Um, so. First of all, I want to give a shout-out for the license stuff. Because um, when Dark Horse appeared in Spain and was published in Spain by Norma Comics, um, the first things they published was um, a part of Hard Boiled and Give Me Liberty. They did the Star Wars ones, and they did uh, Predator, Terminator, and Aliens. And that was really big uh, introduction for us because we didn't know Dark Horse in Spain at all. Uh, and it was the same company in Spain that published a lot of European stuff. And they used to publish a magazine called Simok, Comic Red Bugsworth. And um, in that magazine, they had a lot of European and kind of like... Um, heavy metal style stories. And they started to introduce also stuff from Dark Horse Presents, 
in that magazine. So it was a way to introduce a different readership to these artists that perhaps they were known from Marvel or DC previously, uh, but they were producing new comics and more for a more adult, perhaps, readership. And the license staff came with that with them as well. So they did all that. So the license staff, Star Wars, uh, Terminator, Alien, and Predator. That was, to me, the, the introduction to Dark Horse. And then they published Next Men by John Byrne. Um, I, I am, and I was a really big fan of John Byrne. And I had the whole collection. It started with the, with the special uh, 2112, which was like a prelude. And then he went into... John Byrne X-Men, that was their collection. And that was kind of a, if I believe what John Byrne said, it, it, this was a story that John Byrne wanted to do for the X-Men, and Marvel said no, and then he took and created this series called Next Men. Mm -hmm. so, sounded very much like X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> so don't get sick, you know? So, because it's no, you know, he's... <laughs> He's no backwards going forward. No, no sour so, grapes there then. No sour grapes. <laughs> oh no, you know. So he did next man, and uh, at the same time, uh, Monkey Man and O'Brien, they produced that, which was introduced as a backup story in the first Hellboy. Ah. So they they introduced that. You have it there, but to me. Um, is Hellboy. That would be the number one to me. Mike Mignola, Hellboy, I have the whole collection. It's something that I started in Spain and and I, when I moved here, I kept going. So I have lots of them. That's, that's, my, that's my favorite thing. Well, <clears throat> I brought a, a few with me as well. Um, Just a few? Uh, yes, <laughs> Yeah, the limit. Five. Is that, is that five? No more than five. <laughs> <laughs> As you see, um, I don't want to talk about anything that I talked about before because we've mentioned Dark Horse Comics before about how they were big in Britain with the movie franchises. Yeah. So uh, things like Aliens, Predator, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, they, uh, it, it brought Dark Horse up in prominence. And uh, when I first started thinking about being a comic artist, I got the details from uh, four companies. So the big two, Marvel and DC, then Fleetway, and uh, then finally Dark Horse. So that was in my top four companies to uh, have a look at. And, you know, they had similar guidelines to uh, DC and Marvel, except um, uh, if they asked for a writing limit, um, Dark Horse would be a bit more lenient. And the same with uh, the, the comics as well, the art. So uh, they were kind of found their niche just uh, just behind uh, the big two, but above most the others. So the first one I brought, I say brought, so I'm in the room where they stored, I would say The Mask. And this is a collected uh, graphic novel. Yeah. Uh, although it was a movie franchise, I think it was created as a comic for Dark Horse. But the the comics very very different from the um, from the film or the cartoons. 
Um, individual comic I've got, and it's a uh, pity because it's only part one of three. Is the uh, Predator versus Judge Dredd? Nice. I think the cover is awesome. I never managed to get two and three, <coughs> and uh, it's got some pretty astounding artwork. I don't know if this was ever shown on um, 2000 AD or if it's been uh, in a combined issue, but I'd, I'd like to get my hands on it at some point. And, uh, of course, you can guess what the story is. A predator ends up in Mega City 1, and Judge Dredd has to, has to apprehend it. No, you don't, you don't say. <laughs> really? Well, he's the law. Of course. Of course, that's just from the first issue, because uh, I've got no idea what happens in the other two issues. <laughs> um, the other thing was... Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Dark Horse Presents. That's like full of familiar titles as well, like Hellboy and Gru and Tarzan. But it's got some uh, lesser known ones. So it's a bit like uh, a bit like the American 2000 AD when you've got loads and loads of stories there. And I found this pretty pretty good. Uh, there was a special one though. It was uh, Monsters, and you can see the Tyrannosaurus. It's a Bob Egerton uh, painting, and it's uh, again, it's like an anthology, but everything's got a prehistoric theme. And uh, last but not least, uh, sticking with the prehistoric theme, the Age of Reptiles, which is actually fairly similar to the stuff I do. Uh, this one's the uh, Spinosaurus story, so it rotates around the life of. Um, of a Spinosaurus and some of the uh, animals that are <clears throat> around then. Uh, just check the the story and the art is by Ricardo Delgado, and you do get combined versions of these stories. What was the name shops. of that one, Mike? Sorry. Uh, the series is called Age of Reptiles. Age of Reptiles. <coughs> I actually first came across it in the, the Jurassic Park Dark Horse comics. They had uh, half of it would be for a Jurassic Park story, and the other half would be uh, an Age of Reptiles story. Huh. And they also got a couple of uh, uh, wolf, wolf cub, lone wolf and son, and samurai and executioner. They were sort of a different format, but mentioned them before in previous uh, previous podcasts so yeah I didn't want to, didn't want to touch too much upon uh, things I've already said before uh, an honourable mention I can't help saying this would be Turok ah, not nice. so much because of the uh, dinosaur but mostly because he's uh, a Native American in a comic and I saw you earlier on you, you showed some uh, Guru yeah um Guru, I mentioned in the uh, Dark Horse Presents, but there's uh, it's quite funny because um, they have the rights to Conan and they have the rights to to Gru. So it wasn't that much of a difficulty when they managed to get the Gru versus Conan story because that was, uh, you know, they're both Dark Horse, so it should be uh, quite easy to get them together. That was uh, Conan, like Dark Horse uh, going Conan into comedy. Hmm? Conan is Marvel again. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's been Marvel for the past couple of years. Oh, was that before or after Gru versus Conan? 
just after. Mm, so Gru kicked him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel recovered the the rights to do the, the Conan um, comics, so they. Is he an Avenger? <laughs> Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> Not even joking. He is an Avenger. Uh, I don't know what kind of a savage Avenger, isn't it, Nando? Savage Avengers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that issue. I read a bit of it, and holy shit! Oh my god! It's there's uh, yeah. Total mental. Yeah. Just, oh my Christ. On a side note, I, I noticed that the uh, city that Dark Horse is based is Milwaukee. A uh, slight bit of confusion, that's not Milwaukee the city, it's actually Milwaukee, a town in uh, Washington State, about yeah. one and a half thousand miles away. Yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee. Not yep. Millwall. And then go. I walk. never said no wall. <laughs> no uh, wall. <laughs> I've got to go over that I've no mentioned that I've no mentioned yet. Crack um, on, They were they were reprinting Herbie comics. Fat oh. ah, Fury. These are so funny. I don't know if you've read them. By Shane O'Shea and Ogden Whitney. And these are either 50s or 60s comics. Yep. Um, really funny. Absolutely terrific. Uh, you know you know those DC hardback collections that, that they used to do? I don't know if they still do. Well, the showcase stuff. Uh, they're hardback and they're, they're expensive as hell. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Uh... Are they archive editions or something? The ones that are they the ones that they've now got? Um, is it them that them that they've now got the Darwin Cook covers? Right, I've got one of them that the cousin bought me for a gift. They are called DC Archive Editions. These things. Yes, yeah, yeah. They've re they've redid them with Darwin Cook covers, haven't they? Oh right, have they? They don't call them like Golden Years, like yes. Superman. The Golden Batman Years. Yeah, yeah. Archive Volume One. Yes. Like but it's the you, same. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. I was, I was always wanting one of the. Uh, there was meant to be a happy one. I don't think it was DC that did it though, but it was a similar kind of idea. I was always after the Plastic Man ones as well, but they're so expensive. Um, so I'm just giving you Christmas ideas, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Herbie, well worth the need. Uh, another great one I used to get. Uh, Madman, Mike Allred. Yes, oh. yes. Madman, yeah. Great art, great colours. Oh my god, how did I forget Madman? <sighs> yeah, you like that. Mike yeah. I know of him because uh, the legal thing that could have happened with Freakazoid cartoon. Yeah. Mm. But the similarities between the characters. He's oh, with. Really? Uh, Madman's with uh, Image now, isn't he? Is it? I want to say so. Oh no, IDW. Sorry, IDW. Um, wow. he he was with. He's Madman's been through like loads of different publishers. Uh, 
He's yeah. with Dark, it's with Dark Horse, but he's also been with Oni. He was with Image for a wee while. I don't I don't know how long because I think um, I think because uh, I Zombie by All Red was being put out there. Um, I th- I think uh, I think he just went over to Image for a while, but now he's now it's what IDW, definitely. Yeah. And my, you know, my favourite guy, Peter Bag. Come on, he did one for them reset. <laughs> this was this was the guy that went into the virtual reality. That was that was a four issue series for Dark Horse. You know, Dark Horse did a lot of Hernandez Brothers. Uh, things as well really some of them are, yeah when when love and rockets finished the first volume they went and did a bunch of stuff with dark horse and they still do the odd thing with dark horse even while love and rockets is back at Fanta graphics but that was great reset peter bag recommend that as well thank you stop there what's that what's that it's all over <laughs> That's all, I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I did mention Tony Millionaire already. Salt Monkey, great stuff. Was Tony, was Tony Millionaire on Dark Horse? Oh yeah, he's done a lot of stuff with them. The... Barkies, uh, no, but, but Sock Monkey was. Oh, oh. Wait a minute, yeah. that was Tony Millionaire, Sock Monkey? Yeah. Absolutely right. I'm, I'm gonna go and get it now. Now that you're saying mm-hmm. that, did who? Uh, who's the artist on um, Give Me Liberty again? It's Frank Miller and Dave Gibbons. Is it Dave Gibbons or Give Me Liberty? Yes. Oh, I I had I had somebody else totally in mind there, and I don't know who, but it was not Dave Gibbons. Wow. The first, the first series is Give Me Liberty, and after that is Martha Washington goes to war, and Martha Washington, etc. So it's like a series after that, but it's the same character. But yes, Dave Gibbons. Oh. <laughs> what a cool looking title! I used oh, to, I used to have a, a sock monkey, and I bought it from of all places, the fucking Gap. Oh, right. Yeah, because they used to sell sock monkeys. <laughs> Man, how did sock monkeys end? Because that it's identical as the ones that were sold in the Gap, like identical, almost like a, almost like a licensed copy. Did he, did they end up selling rights to the Gap probably, or something? Probably just stole it. Maybe, yeah, maybe there was a wee bit of a back and forward than that that I've missed out on. I've got a, got, I've got this as well. Yes. Mm. This one, this one had uh, Tony Millionaire, Star Wars. Oh, <clears throat> oh yeah. I remember that one. The with the one, yeah. Wait, with the downtown. Hmm. <laughs> I've still got those toys, the toys of those animals. You do? I saw it on your photo the other day you sent me. Yeah. Um, I think... on the Wampa in there. There was uh, the one I took of a box that Bart Simpson was guarding. 
can just make out the beast in there. Incidentally, I don't know if you picked up on the fact that when D, uh, when Dark Horse were big in the 90s, you could wander into most shops that sold newspapers and magazines and you would find Dark Horse comics there, the British versions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and there was a was there a, a dark there was a British version of Dark Horse Presents, and that's how we got to see things like the mask because they took it was like again like a 2000 AD story uh, or, or sort of comic where you had different different stories in uh, five or six pages each. They're yeah. the ones that sold Manga Mania. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that that was in uh, <clears throat> it was in that one when it first started. I remember they were talking about it. They got an issue on the big breakfast, and Chris Evans, I think it was, was talking about how five million people read it a week in Japan. Right. Oh, cool. I think we've basically covered the entire oeuvre of <laughs> of Dark Horse, really. Haven't mm-hmm. we? Um, Some of it, anyway. What was that? Some of it, anyway. Yeah, that was fun. I almost feel like we just scratched the surface on it. Um, it's a bigger yeah. company than we think. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of titles that we never thought of that are still ongoing. Yeah. And it probably is one of the big, big five comic companies in America. Hmm. Probably. I use that word. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's an enigma of a, of a company, though, because they see, like, they just seem... Like I say, they're just they're just unstoppable. Cool. Right, okay guys. Stuff. Perfect. All right. Cool. See you guys next time. Good to see you. Bye. Bye. send us any comments or questions or just to say hello you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at thatcomicsmell share the podcast with your friends and followers we are on soundcloud spotify itunes youtube and most other places you find podcasts and don't forget to rate review and subscribe thanks for listening our music is by Chart Smasher, and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam, and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp.